0: Let's go racing boys. Live from our studios in upstate South Carolina. This is Track Chat Live.
1: I'm dropping the hammer.
0: No, you're not. Your destination for local short track coverage from the Carolinas to Northeast Georgia. He didn't slam you, he didn't
1: bump you, he didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing
0: race results breaking news and interviews from track promoters and drivers a show designed for racing fans by a fan Just
2: wreck 33 came off the bottom and wiped us out asphalt and dirt combined track chat live starts
0: now here's your host just jeff alongside track champion and upstate racing legend the rocket david roberts
3: Here we are, David yes, Roberts, sir. the rocket. Welcome to Track Chat Live, Monday, January 9th, 2023. First show, David, are you excited? Man, I am. I'm a little nervous. A little nervous. I'm ready to get this motor started. Right?
0: Woo! Get it started! Come uh, on! Man, in a race car, I'm ready, to,
3: I'm ready to rock. All right. Well, I tell you what, man, this is the show has been in the works for quite some time now, and I'm I'm really excited that. uh. Things finally came together, and here we are, Track Chat Live, first episode. Kind of, this has been going on since July of last year, and I kind of was wondering, you know, what I could do to help out the racing community. And then I came up with this idea to cover short tracks in the state of South Carolina, North Carolina, and Northeast Georgia. And then I started searching for a co host. I'm like, I can't do this by myself. I know I talk a lot, but I can't do this by myself. So, Your name, The Rocket, came up, and I'm like, that's the perfect choice because I kind of know the radio side of all this, but you, my friend, know the ins and outs of racing from dirt to asphalt. So that's what we're going to try to do every Monday night here at 6 o'clock on City Bluegrass 104.7 is cover short track racing in the Carolinas, Northeast Georgia, asphalt and dirt. And, man, I tell you, Track Chat Live is finally back on the airways. And before we get started, I'd like to send a shout-out to Chris vanador He was the guy. Him and Sam Roberts, years ago, they had Track Chat on the radio. It was actually on WRIX, but that came to an end. But here we are back once again. And i tell you what, man, I'm, I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah, man, it's going to be an exciting
3: time. let me, me invite
0: everybody that's not really racing. We, we run a thing called a, a rev chip. And every once in a while, you're going to hear something. Bah, 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 bah. Well, that's me putting Jeff on a rev chip because he's got the RPMs turned up and talking 100 miles
3: an hour. So. I'm definitely going to need a, that. I'm definitely going to need a, a rev limiter put on me. But uh, yeah, I tell you, I'm excited, man. We've got a lot of stuff going on to, on our first episode. We've got Ron Barfield coming up a little bit later on. He's going to kind of cover the uh, new year's bash or maybe i could say the new year's crash had a lot of accidents that happened down there at Dillon motor speedway over the weekend but ron barfield's gonna gonna call in and we're going to talk with him and kind of find out the insights of Dillon motor speedway for 2023 and pick his brain i'm gonna let the rocket kind of do that interview and talk to him but we're gonna go ahead and jump right in and start covering some of these these racetracks we've got A lot of asphalt tracks we're going to cover. I'm going to read through those. We've got some season openers we're going to be talking about, and then also we're going to cover some dirt tracks, but we'll do that a little bit later on in the show. But first off on our list is going to be Anderson Motor Speedway. Of course, you know about Anderson Motor Speedway, and that is probably uh, one of my favorite tracks. Of course, I, I worked there on Friday nights, but they were real generous to help sponsor the show this year. But we are going to jump in and talk about their season openers coming up on Friday, March the 20, March the 17th, I'm sorry. Games are going to open at five Green Flag at 8 p.m. That's going to be the St. Paddy's Day edition of the season opener this year at Anderson Motor Speedway. Then we're going to jump down to Bowman Gray. Their season opener is coming up in April of 2023. We've tried to do some research and haven't found a, a certain date, they're going to kick things off. But they're uh, looking like it's going to be April sometime. In... Yeah,
0: they, they normally sometime in April before they get started. And, uh, man, that you've ever been there, that is a packed house when, when they open them gates. And real exciting race in there at Bowman Gray.
3: Yes, I really enjoy uh, Bowman Gray. So we're going to see what, what they have in store for this season. Next on our list is going to be Caraway, the winter heat Sunday, January the 29th. They're going to kick off their season opener. And then they're going to have practice coming up on the 28th from 10 till 5 p.m. So all you Caraway Motor Speedway fans, you can go check that out. Also got Dylan on here. We're going to have Ron, as I mentioned, he's going to be in to talk about Dylan Motor Speedway. He's going to give us a call, and we're going to cover all that. And then we have the Low Country, even further down on the coast, Florence Motor Speedway. They're going to kick off their season on February the 10th. And eleventh is a Friday-Saturday deal. And it's called the Icebreaker.
0: Yeah, that ought to be a pretty exciting time. I'm pretty uh, think Junior may be coming back. Here Harvick may show up, Jeb Burton. So you know, so we're gonna have some stout
3: cars, and uh, you know, be a good race to go watch. And then we're gonna talk about Hickory Motor Speedway, it's birthplace of the NASCAR stars up there in Hickory, North Carolina. Looks like their season opener this year is gonna be on Saturday, March the fourth. Green flag is going to be at 7 p.m. They're going to be running late model stock, twin 40s, Paramount Limited, street stocks, Renegades, Carolina mini stocks. You can find all the info there at HickoryMotorspeedway.com. If yeah. you want to check that out.
0: Yeah, that's Kevin Piercy, man. He does a great job. Been doing it for a lot of years. So That's a, that's
3: a cool place to go race to. And then we're going to talk about Kingsport up in Tennessee. If you know Kingsport's been around for years and years and they have recently had a change in their uh, track management up there. If I'm not mistaken, they're still NASCAR sanctioned, but they're going to be kicking off their season opener on March the 25th of this season. So, And also, keeping up in the North Carolina area, we've got Tri-County Speedway going to be doing a Saturday, April the 1st season opener. Now, is that going to be a, a trick or are they really going to open up on the 1st? Because that's New Year's, April, uh, April Fool's Day. So sometimes things can happen and uh, people play tricks. But yeah, I, I don't it, think they'll do that.
0: Yeah, the Higgins, is, man, they've done a great job with that place, revamping it back up, making a real nice racetrack out of it. And they're working hard. It should have a good season, too.
3: Now, there's one racetrack that you didn't hear me mention on there. I think you know it's what I'm talking about. Yeah, GPS, Greenville Pickens Speedway. So So Greenville Pickens Speedway has been the talk of the racing community for the last couple of months. As you know, the current promoter, Anthony Anders, was promoting that speedway for the last three or four years, and his lease was up at the end of the 2022 season. He did the Christmas lights there. And then after that, everybody's kind of been wondering what's going to happen. There's been rumor upon rumor that, the racetrack has been sold. They're going to build apartment complex. They're going to build a shopping center, a strip mall. So everybody's wondering what is going on at Greenville Pig & Speedway. So I think we may have a little bit of news regarding Greenville Pig & Speedway. Yeah, I think there may be, uh,
0: there may be some work going on for them to run this year. Uh, some people working very hard to try to make that happen. And you know, I'm hoping they get it done. It'd be real nice to, to see it come back and and have a good season. you know Anthony, I think was at seven years. I think Anthony had it and done a done a good job with it, and just kind of you know kind of got burned out. It's pretty hard, pretty hard running a racetrack i think so but uh, there there is some works. I don't think it's been sold, but
3: there is some works for somebody to promote it, yes, and race it. I agree. Love to see that place back to uh, its glory days, having no room to park on trackside and having the pits full. And that's that's kind of why we started this show. Not for Greenville Pickens, which Greenville Pickens falls under the window of, of short tracks, but we started this show because of short track racing and our love for short tracks. And we can't promote them enough in in this community. We trying to help out any way we can, and this this show here is just another avenue to help promote short tracks in you know the carolinas northeast georgia i mean this is a great time to be a race fan because there are so many people out there that are doing podcasts to try to you know keep racing alive and i mean now we've got the radio show i mean what other ways i mean just anything we can do to help you know spread the love of racing across to our fans and listeners out there
0: yeah, you know, I mean, we got you know this show, and you got you got several other podcasts, and we've got to do something to help the younger generation to come see what we do. You know, I grew up in racing, and and all the younger guys, you know, the Carnes and and the Sorrows, they grew up racing and the Headens, so but it's kind of faded away a little bit, you know. So we need to enter get interest back in it because there's so many other things to do you know so many games they can go play and do on on their phone or computers uh, come out and and listen and watch these
3: records that's right so we're going to be taking phone calls you know throughout the the, the <clears throat> show in the coming weeks but we've got kevin Piercy going to be i'm not kevin Pierce we got um <laughs> Ron Barfield.
0: You were talking about. Ray of Lander Boys. I I, 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 I had to slow him down just a minute.
3: (laughs) We're going to be talking to Ron Barfield coming up shortly, but right now we're going to take a break. Say thank you to all these fine sponsors that helped bring this show and put it on the air. But we'll be back in a few moments with Ron Barfield here on Track Chat Live. Fatso's is a small barbecue sauce company that delivers big flavor. Founded in the mountains of North Carolina, the amazing taste has helped Fatso's expand to South Carolina at multiple Ingalls locations throughout the upstate. Their all-purpose rub and mopping sauce leaves your mouth saying, wow. Try Fatso's Barbecue Sauce today. For more info, find them on Facebook or email Fatso's Sauce Company at gmail.com.
4: No one likes to drive a car that doesn't shine. Take your ride to distinctive details and let them give it that new car look. Nick and the gang are sure to make your car smile with their excellent detail experience. From cars to trucks and anything in between, they are guaranteed to give your vehicle a showroom shine. Call 864-234-0341 or stop by 212 North Main in Malden to give your ride that new car look. Temco of the Upstate is a precision machine shop founded in 1968. For
3: 54 years, they have been serving the Anderson area with their machining and fabrication needs. Located at 921 Pyramidary Road, they have kept up the pace with changing technology, tooling, and quality of service. The employees at Temco have 20-plus years of machining excellence. For a quote about fabrication or machining, call 864-226-8509 or visit their website, temcoupstate.com. When you don't have seconds to spare, call On Time Heating and Air. When you want fast and reliable service, On Time Heating and Air has over 55 years experience. They'll be there on time for your heating and cooling needs. They offer same day and after hour service for your convenience. Their professional courteous technicians will be there on time to discuss your situation, make recommendations, and show you the first price so there'll be no surprises. Visit them at OnTimeSC.com.
1: Electric City Pizza is your downtown destination for good times and great food. Come meet some friends and cheer on your favorite team on one of their nine TVs. Try the lunch buffet Tuesday through Friday from 11 to 2 for only 9 dollars They are open from 11 to 9 Tuesday through Sunday for your call-in or sit-down meals. Check their Facebook page for daily deals or stop by 305 South Main Street in downtown Anderson across from the Blakely Station.
3: Pet supplies for all your fur baby needs. Shop Valston's has the perfect accessories to make pampering your pet an easy task. Grooming supplies, water bowls, and jewelry are just a few of the things you'll find at Valston's Pet Supplies. Located at ShopValston's.com, they are just one click away from making your shopping trip a desirable experience. Visit Shop Valston's today Back here on Track Chat Live, just after the Rocket, David Roberts, and we are ready to see our guest, talk to our guest, Mr. Ron Barfield. Ron, are are you there, sir? I am here. How are y'all doing? Man, we're doing awesome. Great to have you on the show. I really appreciate you doing this.
2: Yeah, I tell you what, it's a good thing that y'all are doing that up there. I'm telling you, we did a show down here years ago and, and it was really good for the area and glad y'all got y'all's area doing that and uh racetracks and uh the racers get behind you there and uh just honored to be one of your first guests on your on your opening show here.
0: Yeah, glad to have you, Ron. Glad to have you. You had a you had a great weekend at the bash this weekend, I see.
2: You know what? We did have a great weekend. We had a lot of race cars. I think we had about 150 race cars in two days of race, or really three days of racing, the two days. And and I tell you what, it was. Um, I really get behind those uh, street stocks. I've been doing this now for about 13 years. And uh, whenever Rockingham, whenever they decided to do uh, close up, uh, whenever they had that New Year's Day race, I said, Well, you know what? I'm going to pick that up and kind of do the same thing. And, and I tell you what, I really get behind those, uh, street stock drivers and because those guys really like to work on their cars, they drive the haulers to the racetrack. I mean, that's your, that's your ultimate weekend warrior on these, on the smaller classes like that running. And, and uh, I kind of, I just kind of get behind them and, and, uh, put a purse out there. And I'm telling you what, they have uh, really blessed me with, with coming down here and racing with me. and like i said i couldn't do it without them it's been it's been really
0: really good right right yeah yeah you come up like me that's that's what we used to do drive the hauler work on them build the motors do everything that's what that's where them guys are at now that's that's pretty cool that you're doing that
2: well i'll tell you what i mean that's that's how i started i mean you know i I was racing with my family and uh me and my mom and dad that's the vacations we took we didn't take vacations we went to the racetrack i mean i can remember going to anderson you know, eighteen years old, uh, racing up there, me and my family and you know, we still race as a family. The only thing difference is now instead of me driving a race car, which I can't fit in the window very much anymore, but <laughs> instead of me driving a race car, now, you know, we're still racing as a family. We just now we're just doing it as a race track and on the opposite side of the fence and you know, I just kinda really get behind those guys because I worked on my race cars and I can I can relate to the, the lower classes. A lot of racetracks run these you know, big late model races, big late model races and stuff like that, but I just can't get behind uh, a driver that's getting in a car that don't know how to change a spark plug in a race car. I just, I'm I'm old school, you know, I like to see the guys working on their cars up underneath them, not just a hired driver sitting in the seat, if you know what I mean. Oh,
0: yes, sir, I know exactly what you mean. I've, I've done a few rental deals and stuff and some younger people, and I'm like, you know, Mom and Dad, look, he needs to come to the shop, at Lauren to work on this car, and I don't want to see him on a cell phone over there while we're trying to practice and race. You know, during the time. So, Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So, what, what yeah, and
2: I, I tell you what, it's just been, um, you know, it's been really, really good, and, and um, you know, every year it keeps getting bigger and bigger, and, and uh, you know, we had uh, we had a lot of wrecks. They, I guess, they call it the New Year's Bash for a reason here at Goodyear mm-hmm. Motor Speedway. But had a lot of wrecks in the uh, street stock race, but. You know, I preach to them all weekend long. And so, guys, you got to be there at the end of the race. You cannot tear your race cars up. You can't win them on the first lap. And you know, I don't know what happens. Sometimes uh, drivers might uh, tighten their helmet strap just a little bit too tight. And, and um, you know, I've been there. I've been sitting in the seat. I've tightened my helmet strap up a little bit too tight every once in a while. But you know what? It um, it'll all come out, and I've and, uh, had some tore up race cars. You know, the, the smaller divisions we pretty much had, uh, didn't have a problem when it street stock race, that 100 lap race, it kind of took its toll. But mm-hmm. heck, if he's hung around and, and dodged all the wrecks, you, hey, you'd wind up with a top 10 finish. Right. So, uh, you know, just one of them things. Thomas O'Sullivan, he's out of Vermont, won the street stock race. Yeah. Robert Stramska in the, in the 90 car won the Carolina mini stock class. The Legends race that I had, uh, Josh Spees. Uh, won it on Saturday night. The uh, Legends race on Sunday night. A main was won by Carson Hayslip. Uh, Greg Peterson, which is a a really really good driver, been around for a long time. Around the late model ranks, he works on a lot of cars. Greg Peterson, I think he helps. Uh, um, miracle, Doc right? Miracle. Um. Uh, Jerry, you know Jerry Miracle's son, uh, son on the um, cars oh. tour. But anyway, Greg Peters behind the seat, and he won the Challenger, which is basically my um, limited late model class there on Saturday. And and the Pure Stock, I think somebody from up there around your area won uh, Robert Hall in a uh, mm-hmm. blue and white number 01. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, is he from up here around your yeah,
3: area? Yes, He's up our way here. Yeah, yeah he's actually there. the Pure Stock champion from Greenville Pickens wow. uh, last season. He won the, the V6 Pure Stock track championship. And he finished third at Anderson this year. So, woohoo, Robert Hall, if you're listening. That's right. He's also a sponsor of yeah, the show, he, too.
2: <clears throat> yeah, he picked, up, he picked up the win there uh, Saturday night for the uh, Pure Stock. And then the Legends B main uh, was Joshua Hopkins. What we did, we had about 34 or 35 uh, Legend cars up here. And um, and I had a lot of difference in speed. And we run them all in one race on um, on Saturday night and then on Sunday uh you had a uh on sunday i said you know what i'm going to split this thing up a little bit so uh what i did was is i took the top 20 out of qualifying and put them in the a main and put the 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 rest of the field in a b main and i think it paid 300 dollars to win the a main and uh we had yeah. a uh had a sponsor to come on board um uh wade uh fabrication come on board and uh actually paid the uh b main the 300 to win also so uh, that really it made those guys excited that was the first time that he had got a uh his first win so uh you know it was a good weekend just uh, we i wish we wouldn't have tore up so many race cars um you know but like i told them i said can we can't sit there and drive them all we can do is sit there and put the the rules out here and and try to keep it under control and last year we didn't tear up a lot but this year we tore up a bunch of cars so um right. you know but it was a great race so i was um i was tickled to death with it and you know what, we'll move on, get ready for our regular uh, season here at the Dillon Motor Speedway. We're going to start up uh, towards the end of March, and uh, we'll race basically twice a month. Uh, and that way I can spend one weekend with my kids, mm-hmm. and uh, next weekend I can spend at the, at the racetrack, uh, running the racetrack. So yeah, that's, that's really cool. looking forward to it.
0: Now, now, how many classes are you going to have in 2023? What, what's your clashes what what you got late uh, living I might model.
2: have lost you there but uh anyway I didn't, I didn't hear the questions that were going on and and everything but hey, uh, guys is great there you go I got you now yeah, go ahead David.
3: can you hear me now Ron David's asking what divisions are you going to be running in 2023
2: you know, well, I basically run a uh, like I say, I run street stocks. Um, I'll also run basically my late model division as a limited late model division. Um, I'm gonna run a Challenger class, which is kind of a, uh, a class that um, it's not quite what my limited late model is. It's in between a, a Charger class and a and a, and a late or uh, limited late model, but I run scuff tires on it, and I try to keep the cost down so more and more guys can take some of these older limited late models or older late model cars and i move them back and put them on scuff tires and and uh so that's a big class for me i also run the um the pure stock class um also run a a regular four-cylinder you know class down here and we're building our legend class you know each and every week it's getting a little bit bigger and bigger so um and ever so often we'll run some super trucks. I've been having a time uh, getting a good car count into super trucks, which down here in the South, we used to have a ton of trucks down here, but I think most of them has gone up there to Jeff Myers deal now. And, uh, I still kind of run the trucks ever so often. And, and, uh, you know, just one of them things, if the guys want to race and they can put enough cars together and get me enough, I'll, I'll definitely put them on the schedule. So, uh, we're definitely um, going to be working on trying to get everything. New Year's Bash is such a big race that, you know, I, I spent a lot of my effort in, in November and December on this race because it's one of the, the biggest races of the year. And, you know, it's in the wintertime and no other racetracks are running, so I get a lot of race cars, especially from other racetracks, that come down here. So now i got to – I'll probably take me about um, about a month off here and and uh, start working on everything and getting everything going for the uh, 2023 season. So, 17 years here since I built this racetrack, so uh, wow. it is definitely uh, it's definitely a challenge from sitting in the seat to getting to behind the uh, calls on the um, on the radio up top. I tell you what, it's one of the toughest things you'll ever do is uh, trying to get up there and make the calls and and try to be as as fair as you can. But it's it's, it's something that I love to do.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a hard deal having to make those calls from from that side, right? Oh. You've done a real good job with the tire shortage. So what how do you see that going forward? You know, do you see the tire shortage getting better or how, how are you working that?
2: <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what, the tire shortage is um The tire shortage has been really, really tough, you know, like one thing down here at Dillon, Dillon Motor Speedway, I run a lot of scuff tires and run a lot of classes that run scuff tires, but I will tell you it's even been tough when it comes to the scuff tires because it takes new tires mm. at racetracks around the country to generate enough scuff tires that are good enough to uh, run, you know, again. So, you know, I found out a lot of the late model teams where, you've been, where I've been getting these scuff tires from, they're not getting enough tires. So what's happening is that these cars are practicing longer and longer on tires that they have. So, you know, I think Hoosier's going to get a little bit better with it Um you know, American racer out there, they have, they, they might not have the problem that Hoosier has, but again, they don't generate, they don't have enough uh, racetracks like Hoosier, so they don't go through the materials like Hoosier does. So, you know, some other players are uh, trying to come on board and, and everything because of the shortage that's going on. But I will tell you, I think the one thing that hurts is going to hurt a little bit of racing is I got the uh you know like last year tires went up about 25 percent and um you know i'm kind of a racetrack to runs scuff tires and you know so i don't see those new tire prices like a lot of racetracks do and but i know last year too during the 2022 or after after the covid deal you know the, the, when they started having supply issues the, the prices started going up on tires and i mean it went up last year about 25 percent total and Uh, I just ordered my tires for this New Year's batch, and they sent me the the price list for it. And I'd be doggone thing going up again. So, um,
0: yeah, I heard. heard You know, I think
2: uh, it's just one of them things to where it's probably something that the the race tire companies need to do is to go up on the price. I know everything's going up on the price, but I will tell you, it makes it tough for the racers. And you know, like uh, to go in there and you'll say an F45 tire or whatever, and you have to start selling a tire for over $200 a piece, it really takes its toll whenever it comes down to your your local racers. there. And like I said, we got price increases, but I think the supply is going to get a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll get better a little bit this year, but um, you know, it's definitely been tough, I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, you, you just about can't get rid of any of your tires. Like if you have tires left over, let's say like from this event that I had, you know, if I wanted to sell them, all I got to do is put them on the internet, and I could sell everything I had. Probably the one guy that would call and take everything I had. Mm-hmm. But if you sell those tires, what happens is is you're gonna you're gonna run short uh, if you're having races because you're not going to be able to get enough uh, each and every week to uh, supply right. what the the racers want, and uh, so it makes it tough. You can't sell practice tires. You got to go in there and just make race sets just so you can get through the season, but. Right my opinion i think this little shortage that we got going on the last couple of years i think it's been more about the raising the price of these things the more than it is anything else because a lot of the teams aren't necessarily worried about how much they cost; they're just trying to get their hands on them
0: that's right nowadays well, let, let me ask you this here ron we got a little more time what's that i said let me ask you this question here that we got a little more time uh-huh. left is uh where do you see yourself and dylan motor speedway in the next five years or in the future oh man let's see here you know
2: what I said when I built my racetrack you know when I quit racing and and when I quit racing NASCAR and everything I kind of moved back home and I built a lot of these trucks that were around that run around all these racetracks and some of them that are actually running on a truck series up there on Jeff Myers are trucks that I built and I was kind of I was kind of searching for years on what I was going to do after I kind of quit racing behind the steering wheel and you know, and that's whenever I decided to build a racetrack because I'm, you know, I'm just a people person. I've always been a people person, and you know, I, I said, you know what? I want to try to help guys like I got help. You know, whenever I was coming up through the ranks, and and um, you know, I just I've never changed. I've always been the same person, and I probably wasn't tough enough to stay in the in the bush in the Cup Series because I was probably too nice of a guy. If you know what I mean, I was so. Um, you know, but where I see myself is what you know, building my racetrack. Um, you know, I enjoy the fans, I enjoy the, the drivers. Um, I think things are gonna get tough the next couple years. I think the price of everything, I think the price of the insurance at these racetracks uh, is, is steadily going up. The price of race fuel's going up. You know, thirteen gallon, thirteen dollars a gallon um you know, when it comes to racing gas, I'm I'm actually going back to where some classes I'm allowing, you know, just regular gas, just so the people can come to the racetrack. Like I was saying, scuff tires, uh, new tires is kind of tough. Uh, scuff tires is making it more affordable. I think that's one of the reasons why I like my street stocks. I got so many of them is is i um, make it where it's affordable for those guys to run. But I see I the price of things kind of going up that it that it could hurt the racers there and. You know, the only thing the racetracks that we can do, and I can probably say in the next five years, I try to run about 15, 16 races a year. Probably going to wind up in the next five years is, is decreasing the amount of races, but just running more quality races because it costs the same thing to run a racetrack, whether you got, you know, 25 cars in the infield or whether you got 75 and, and, um, you know, probably condensing more weekends and, you know, if that happens, what I have to do is—is is I hope to just spend some more time with my kids on the weekends, and I—and uh, uh, I'm getting them old enough now to where I'm hoping my little boy can start taking over on race control, and maybe I can just sit back in the chair and and I uh, take a recliner and, and put it up there in the control tower and and let my kids run it. But you know, uh, that's that's going to be more than five years from now. But I appreciate the question, though. All right,
0: man. Thank you, thank you for what you do at Dillon Motor Speedway.
3: Man, we really appreciate you uh calling in ron and, and sharing your thoughts on, on everything and also got a couple of tickets we're going to give away to uh your next race i guess it'll be your season opener whenever you guys announce that but we'll give out the phone number here in a few and have some yeah definitely i
2: mean you know definitely you know give a ticket out you know just make, make a list there whenever they want to come it ain't got to be the next race just whenever they want to come put you know put the uh give them some tickets send me a name and i'll take care of them and i'll uh, you can give them my phone number there. That way, whenever, whatever week they want to come, they can come down. And, and, uh, let, let me say, I mean, the, the, the listeners out there, the racing show, this is great for the racers. This is great for the sponsors in the area. You know, we, the racers can't do it without sponsors. And I'm telling you what, this is a way to showcase, um, those sponsors' names out there It's on your race car. And, you know, I think y'all doing a great thing. And, and, you know, I wish we had, um, I wish, uh, I wish I was up there. I'd be up there with you more, help you out. But anything I can do for y'all, just definitely, just uh, holler. And like I say, I'm gonna put a race on at Anderson um, in August again, uh, like I did last year. I went to the Mass Series, is going up there, so uh, we'll definitely be behind you. And, and uh, like I told you the other day, just um. You know, like I'm here to help you. And any way I can get some uh, sponsorship to help you, I'll uh, funnel some that way to help you. Y'all keep that thing on the show up there. I really
3: appreciate it, Ron. Thank you for calling in. And you have a a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, thanks, Thanks, Jeff. See you, David. Thank you, Ron. All right. Ron Barfield from Dillon Motor Speedway. Really appreciate him calling in and sharing his thoughts on the New Year's bash, and all the things going on at Dillon Motors Speedway. I'd like to mention before we go into our break, had a couple of upstate guys, also went another, a couple of other upstate guys that went down to race and finished uh, pretty good spots. B.J. Thrasher in the Carolina mini stock, he finished second. And Ryan Howard, another upstate guy, finished seventh in that race. Also, I think T.J. Harris, uh, Charlie Minders, were in the front-wheel drive U-car race, and also Chris Minders was in that uh, street stock race as well, but uh, always great to see the upstate guys go down and support these tracks in the low country, because you know it's, we're one big family when it comes to racing, and we all need to come together and, and help each other out and support each other, but we're going to take a short break, and we'll come back and we'll jump into some dirt track action here with Just Jeff and the Rocket on Track Chat Live. When you want great food, don't run to the border. Head over to El Taco in Anderson, home of the Scratch Made Recipes. They're family-owned and operated at 192 Civic Center Boulevard, behind Tractor Supply. All your Fiesta favorites, including Mexican hot dogs, quesadillas, and the 99-cent Taco Tuesday deal. Stop by for a lunch combo, set up your next catering, or simply use DoorDash. Call them at 864-540-8500 or eltacoanderson.com. Octane and Iron Speed Shop is your official cruise-in hot rod hangout in downtown Pickens, South Carolina. Specializing in buying and selling custom cars and trucks. Come show your ride at one of their weekend cruise-ins. If you get hungry, Miss Susan will have plenty of snacks including hot dogs, Fresh Lemonade and Mini Donuts. Check them out on Facebook at Octane and Iron Speed Shop. Anderson Motor Speedway is your home for Friday night short track racing. The competition is guaranteed to leave you on the edge of your seat. Bring the entire family out for a fun night of racing that includes free face painting and activities for ages 12 and under. Bring a friend and head on out Highway 81 or take Exit 27 off I-85. Check out their website, AndersonMotorspeedway.com for all things racing. Anderson Motor
1: Speedway, yeah, that racetrack. Hall's All Hands On Deck is a family-owned and operated business serving the upstate with 15 years experience. Painting and pressure washing are just a few of the things they specialize in. They'll handle all your inside or outside jobs in a timely manner. Call them now for a free estimate at 864-213-7502. No job is too big or small for Hall's All Hands On Deck.
4: sounds good. Oh, you know, it's just that Carnage exhaust I got at Troy's Muffler. Troy has kept the Upstate sounding great with the latest muffler trends and their very own custom exhaust for over 35 years. If you need custom exhaust work, repair, or to diagnose a problem, they've got you covered. Home of the world-renowned Carnage Performance Exhaust. Call today at 864-964-9667 to schedule an appointment or visit troysmuffler.com. Do you want the best garage doors? Do you want the best installation? Call 864-451-8883. Covering the upstate with a five-star reputation that was earned through great customer service. They're ready for you around the clock for routine maintenance or emergencies. Mention you heard this ad and receive 25% off new purchase. Don't fool with the rest. Call Best Overhead Doors or visit bestoverheaddoorssc.com.
2: Are you tired of your garage floor looking dull, cracked, or stained? Exquisite garage floor coating can transform your concrete surface in as little as one day. We offer custom flake systems in multiple color combinations, metallic, and stains. Protect your concrete surface and add value to your home by turning that plain garage into a showpiece. Contact us for your no-obligation free quote. Find us on Facebook or go to eqfloors.com today. Don't settle for anything less than exquisite.
4: When you hear that sound, it's time to call Jock White Collision Repair. With locations at Easley and Pickens, they will make your visit to the repair shop simple and stress-free. Jock White Collision stands behind their work and guarantees you'll leave 100% satisfied. Stop by today for a free estimate or visit their website at jockwhitecollision.com. Don't be despaired. Jock White will get you repaired.
3: Back here on Track Chat Live, just Jeff along with the Rocket, David Roberts. Yes, sir. Man, what a what a great interview with uh, Ron, man. He uh, I'll tell you what he he's been around racing a long time, and he he really knows a lot about race tracks and, and just he has it all down, man. I I enjoy talking to Ron. Yeah,
0: I didn't know it's 17 years. I knew it'd been a while, and he's he's really put in put in some good work down there at Dillon and. And got things going, and he's uh he's very knowledgeable. He's an old racer, you know. Very, seems to be a very good businessman and track promoter.
3: Yes, we'd love to uh, have Ron. He, as he mentioned, he'd love to you know help us out on the show anytime. So, Ron, if you're still listening, you're welcome back. You're a friend of the show, and you can come back on anytime to talk about racing or talk about your kids. Seems like he loves his kids a lot, and that's that's awesome. That's good. All right, David, it's time to jump on over to uh, – it's time to get down and dirty, as they say, and talk about some dirt action here in the Carolinas and northeast Georgia. I've got a list of some tracks here that I'm going to be talking about. And if you're, if you're out there listening and you want to be part – if you're a dirt track promoter and you can hear this and you want to be part of this show, please reach out to us. You can email the show at trackchatlive at gmail.com. Reach out to us and, and let us know, hey, we want to be part of your show. Send us results and and whatever else that possibly we could do to uh, get you on the show. Now, this is where we sling mud. Oh, sling mud. Okay. We sling a little mud, right?
0: I, I, we're going to talk about the dirt tracks, right? That's yes.
3: The, okay. Because this, this this show is about asphalt and dirt. That's right. And we all know right now that, that dirt racing is, is hot. I mean, you can go just about any dirt track in the Carolinas or in Georgia and Gonna have a packed house, and uh, I remember years ago Anderson was dirt. Of course, it's asphalt now, but uh, I used to go when I was a kid. I used to
0: race there. I drove my first race there when it was dirt. So I tell you how old I am now. So, but uh, it was fun times back then. It's fun now. It's a great racetrack. We got some great dirt tracks around here that, over the years, so, you know. So you want to get started with our first one is Cherokee Speedway. That's right, Cherokee. The like our season opens on Sunday, February the 26th. Pits open at 11 a.m., Green Flag at 2. Got the 604 Late Models, the Street Stock, renegade, Sportsman, Thunder Bomber, Pure Stock, Stream 4, Crown Vic V8, Young Gun V8. Woo, I got a bunch of classes, don't they?
3: Tell you what, that's a lot. You can also check them out at com if you uh, want to find out more info. Like ticket prices and things like that. Cool.
0: Cool. So, uh, <clears throat> our next one will be Harris Speedway. It's the Winter Rumble is Saturday, February the 25th. Pit gates open at 12. Green flag at 4. Look like they got the 602 late models, which is a very good class that Dirt Tracks has got going. Street stock, Thunder Bomber, pure stock, front wheel drive. The features. The Futures? What Futures. The Futures? Ford Outlaws. Hmm. HarrisMotorspeedway.com Go check them out. Great racing up there. Fun little track. It used to be asphalt back in the 70s. And uh, they had a half mile dirt track right beside it. So you could you could go from one to the other. At times there, they run them both on the same day. And that was a pretty cool little place to go. I used to go there with my brother. It's fun little racetrack. Oh, okay. Now, what What are the Ford Outlaws? I... Man, you got me. I guess a bunch of Fords.
3: If, you, if you're if
0: no you out Chevy, there. No Chevys, I guess.
3: All right, we're going to do this. If you're out there you know what the Ford Outlaws are, just give us a call, 864-224-6733, and tell us what the Ford Outlaws are. I'm assuming it's not a Chevy or a, a Toyota. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess not. <laughs> so, so then we're going to move on to Hartwell Speedway, which is – To be determined that they hadn't sent us a schedule yet or when they're gonna start up. That's a that's a fun little racetrack too. It's a D-shaped racetrack, so the front stretch is straight. You go off into turn and the whole back straightaway is just a just a whole continuous turn till you get back to turns three and four. That's a that's a wicked little place to race. I've been there a couple of times and it's it's a fun place. Now we're gonna move on to Lawrence. Lawrence Beatler, the Darlington of Dirt. That's kinda of close down to
3: uh, your house. All right?
0: right, I can throw a rock and hit it. Okay. It's a nice little joint. Uh man, the season opener is Saturday, March the eighteenth. And we got a new promoter there. We had the Hurley's Danny Hurley and his son. They run it for years and done a wonderful job and they just kinda got, got tired there and turned it over to a guy named Chris Lyons. Him and his family's gonna run it. Their first year being promoters and I'm Pulling for him, I think he'll do a great job, and uh, he's already changed some rules around and stuff. So hopefully, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we're gonna have Chris on here and talk to him about his goals and what he's got going at, at Lawrence Motor Speedway. Then we got Tacoa. we got Tacoa Speedway, and I, I this is to be determined. I messed up. Toowa is the the racetrack that's D-shaped, not Hartwell. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I got that backwards. So. Yeah, Takoa's a little old place down in the old a little D-shaped track, man. They they rock and roll down there. Then we come to Travel's Rest Speedway, which is opening weekend is March the 10th and 11th, Friday and Saturday, with Rookies, Extreme 4, there's them Ford outlaws again, Pure Stock, Thunder Bomber, Thunder Bomber Futures, and Renegade Sportsman. And you can go to www.trspeedway.com, check out Eddie Ray. He's doing a great job up there.
3: That's another guy we want to try to get on the show. I, someone yeah. actually reached out to me this week and gave me his number, and I'm going to be giving Eddie a call. So if you yeah. if you know Eddie Ray up at TR, you tell him that uh, we're going to be giving him a call we want to get him on the show, yeah, talk tell- a little bit about TR and what's going on there for 2023.
0: Yeah, tell Eddie we're talking about him. He needs a call. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and the last on
0: our list that we don't have a schedule for them is the Livonia Speedway. And they, they've
3: a couple Actually, of years there. We, we do have the I, – I checked before we uh, came in tonight. We do have a, a schedule for them. They released their schedule last night at 8 p.m., and I'll, I'll cover that for you. Okay. Uh, they have the thing called the Spring Natty. I guess that's kind of like a national championship. I don't know. Hmm. But it's going to be uh, February the 25th. Livonia, gonna be running stock four Georgia Enduros, many late models, front wheel drive, and Thunder Bomber is gonna run based on the car count. So if you have two cars to show up, I'm assuming they're not gonna, not gonna be running those right. that division.
0: That's Scott Childers Scott and Terry Childers took over Livonia Speedway. They promoted Gaffney there for the last several years, and they went in. I think pretty sure they bought Livonia Speedway themselves, and doing a great job. They are great promoters, Scott and Terry. They have wonderful racetrack prep. Get on them dirt tracks. and That's a lot of work. Terry Terry does that very well. So good people. Go see them. Buy a hot dog. Buy a ticket and watch some good racing.
3: That's right. If there's any dirt track that we have not covered and you'd like to, to hear some stuff about them, please let us know. You can send us a message on our Facebook. Just say, hey, I want to talk about I don't know what what track do we leave out. There's there's got to be a, a lower Georgia dirt track or something or a upper North Carolina in the mountains dirt track. If if there's one that you want to hear about, just reach out to us on our social media and let us know. Send us an email, track chat live at gmail dot com. You can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, and uh, we will try to cover that for you. Same thing goes for asphalt. If there's an asphalt track that we did not mention earlier in the show and you want to hear an update about them, please let us know. You can go to our website, trackchatlive.com, and there's a list of all the tracks that we will be covering this season. You basically just click on there, and it will take you straight to the Facebook page or the website uh, of that certain track, and all the info for that racetrack will be listed there on on the uh, site. But right now we're going to jump into a segment that I'm really going to enjoy. And uh, I hope David is. So it's a, it's a, qu- it's a little segment called, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll just let you uh, listen to this and you can figure out what it's.
1: You've got questions? He's got an answer. It's time for The Rocket Says here on Track Chat Live. All right, you heard the you heard the intro there. Man, the that,
3: rocket says,
0: man that's worse pressure than having Randy Porter following you on the last lap.
3: <laughs> so that's basically <laughs> what we're going to be doing is this is no opinion. I mean, it's not my opinion. It's not And by the way, I didn't mention this earlier, but uh David couldn't find his way up here, so he had the lovely Miss Marie. She had to drive him up here to make sure he, he could find the place. But uh Miss Marie is in the studio. She's grinning from ear to ear. She's she's loving this. But uh make sure
0: I make sure I get back home.
3: <laughs> That's right. You gotta make sure that he gets back home. But this segment here is called The Rocket Says and basically it's you know, if you got a question about any topic dealing with racing, then I mean we encourage you guys to ask ask us what it is. Send us an email. Uh, track chat live at gmail.com hit us up as i mentioned on our social media platforms and these questions are going to be answered by david roberts these are not marie's opinions they're not my opinions they're they are david rocket's opinions so every week we're going to be doing a segment toward the end of the show it's called the rocket says and david is going to give us his thoughts on questions that you the listener have that you want to get an honest opinion about so uh We've got a couple here, we'll see how far we can get. And the... you know what to say about opinions, right? exactly, okay. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, but uh, so we're going to go ahead and, and cover. Start. We're going to crack into one of these questions right. and see see what the, the rocket says about this. So we got a a question that came in, David, and basically it's, it says this: Is it fair for a traveling a series to get tires Hoosier tires before the local race tracks get them I kind of paraphrased what they said but I think the question is who should get precedence over the weekly tires from Hoosier the racetrack or a traveling racing series well if I like to meet it, just need to make more tires so we all got
0: plenty of tires hey you know it's got some kind of crazy shortage going, what like Ron said, just to drive the prices up, we think, but hey, oh, uh, I don't know that's a kind of a hard call, you know, I mean, our weekly racetracks should have a little more precedence over a series i in my opinion that uh they've been buying tires longer, they've been more established longer and and they've been consistent in. And in, in that, now you got these series, and the series are good, you know. The series is good; it brings new new stuff in, like the Cars Tour and these other series. And, but uh, you know, you go down to the Snowflake and the Rattler and all these other races, you know, and it seems like they get as many tires as they want, you know. We, you know, we had to run on two tires at every racetrack pretty much in the southeast is on a two-tire deal if they're on Hoosiers, you know. And I would say is probably not in any better shape. I don't know any of those racetracks, but they're probably, from what I understand, they're they're on two-tire deals too, you know. But something, the racetrack needs to have a little more precedence over the series. You know, now if you run the series and that's your deal, then you're probably going to think otherwise, you know but they ought to limit the number of tires if they're going to have a limit like that in the series and the tracks, to where everybody's on the same playing
3: ground with tires. I think this question came from someone I, that was involved in at a race at another track uh, late last year. And, and they were told that basically Hoosier just showed up with a truckload of tires and everybody had to pick up what they wanted to get and, then there was a lot of racetracks in the upstate and in North Carolina that were struggling this season, last season to race because there was a tire shortage. I know at Anderson there was one race that got canceled. It was toward the end of the season, but just didn't have any tires. And then there was uh, several tracks in North Carolina that you know had to cancel because there was no tires for them to race.
0: Right. It's going back, you know, like, like Ron said earlier tonight that you know he's got some tires left over from his bash. And, and normally, you know, to help Ron out in the racetrack or whoever's running the racetrack would sell those tires to people like us that for practice tires. But he can't do that, so he has to settle on the tires till next year because he don't know the fate of where the tires are. But yet, you probably go to Florida, you know, to big, you know, Smyrna and all these places coming up, all these big races, and there's plenty of tires for those. But and I, and I know the dirt tracks has been struggling too, cause I, I got some buddies that's on been on tire deals with Hoosier for a while, and they're not getting tires like they used to, so they've had, they've limited them. So it's, it's not just asphalt; it's also dirt tracks, and and series and different stuff. So, you know, I don't know where it's going to lead. Like Ryan said, I agree with him. It's probably gonna it's gonna get a little worse before it gets better, you know. But the problem is, what is the tires going to cost by the time
3: it does get better? Yeah, I've heard race teams were paying an upwards of like $200 a tire for some of the races, you know, toward the end of last year. And, I mean, I remember they were like 160 something at, at some point a couple of years ago. Yeah. Well, there, there's some guy when it got real bad, had a set on there for selling,
0: And my numbers might be wrong, but like $1,200 for a set of tires, and you know. And, I mean, there's people going wild blowing his phone up to buy him, because you couldn't get any. And probably got offered more than $1,200 for them.
3: Well, the part that really is not good is, like, you have a division, say, that don't run at a tri-county or a division that doesn't run at Anderson or Greenville, and but they run the F45 tire, and they want to get tires. I mean, where, where do they go to get their tires at, you know? Yeah. I don't know, you know. And the compound's not the to, not – to, Not to answer, you know,
0: 45s or 50s or, or whatever, and you know, going like I say, going going to American racer. I call them Macquarie. I think I said Macquarie a while ago, but it's American racer now. How old I am, but they're in the same boat from what you know what I hear. So hopefully, hopefully they're gonna they're gonna get this turned around and it won't kill the racer because you know the racer. They have to work with the track. Track works for the racer. So the fans can have something to come watch, right? So we don't have. If you don't have, you know, all of us got to work come together to to have a race. You know, the racers can't race if we ain't got no promoters or track. Exactly right. So so the cost of racing and all your racers, you know, they'll they'll tell you that you know the tires is killing it. Like Ron said, fuels thirteen dollars a gallon. You know so where's a stopping limit there's I don't see it coming
3: and they wonder why a lot of tracks race every other week it's just yeah. people can't afford yeah well it's not just it's back, hard hard times back in the day you know we,
0: we probably run what 50-60 races in a year you know maybe more mm-hmm. than that now you know now it's how much was fuel 15 to 20 five
3: bucks a gallon
0: yeah yeah you know yeah. you diesel was what, a dollar fifty a gallon or something. Man, you could ride yeah. up and down the road pretty cheap, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: But
0: I don't know. If you ever got any if y'all got any thoughts on what you think the tire bill, the tire would help it, call in. Send us a message. Yeah, let please hear, do. Let us hear
3: your words. Let us know. Phone number eight six four and I'll get you into the studio to talk with the the legend about maybe into my
1: own mind yeah. no, no, so
3: we got time for a, real quick a last question uh, that came in this is going to be a tough one because I I'm, I kind of see both sides but this ain't about what Just Jeff says this is about what the rocket says so mm. let me see if I can pull this up and, and see what they, they got on here alright says uh, should fans be allowed to to bring concessions into the grandstands at a racetrack. If if the track is selling food, should fans be allowed to bring in coolers with drinks and, and snacks and, and things like that? You know, we both know that, that times are tough, and a lot of these smaller tracks, well, a lot of tracks in, in general, you know, the concession stand is what helps pay some of the, the purse and, and pay some of the people that work there. So... What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I plead the
0: fifth. I think that's what you plead when you don't want to ask the question, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so it's kind of hard. Yeah, man, that is a hard question, you know. I mean, the racetracks, they 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 need that to help survive a lot of them. That, that is their only, by the time they pay the purses, the big purses they pay and different things. So, but then you got four or five little kids you're bringing You know, it's a whole lot better to stop at McDonald's and get them a couple Happy Meals for a couple dollars versus that. So I don't know. I don't know how to answer that one right. You know, I thought, you know, now if you're doing tier parking, you know, you're over there, you bring out your grills and you do that, that's
3: good. You're not not near the concession stand.
0: Yep. You know,
3: we got a question that just came in on our email. Uh, Levi Madison just asked a question. Oh, we got somebody calling us. Here. <laughs> the rocket phone is ringing over there. But tell We won't answer that one right no, now. We won't answer that one right now. Uh, we got a question that came in. Levi Madison just sent a uh, message to us. We got a, probably about two minutes left in the show, but it says, "What late model drivers do you think will be on top at Anderson Motor Speedway?" I'm assuming this season.
0: I'm I'm saying it'd be pretty much, you know. Uh, Justin Sorrow's is going to be tough. His brother Luke's coming. Luke's a good driver. You know, you got got the old man Ralph Carnes. I mean, he still gets up on that wheel. R.A. Brown. Uh, You got Jock White. You know, he's come along. He's doing good. Archie Adams. uh, Another older driver that's real good. And and we're going to have some new faces, I think. You know, I'm looking for some new faces. Eric Wallace may be showing up some. Good driver. I think uh, Tanner... uh, man, what's Tanner's last name? Little Tanner's last name. I can't think of it. But he'll,
3: uh, he's coming to run, so it'll be pretty good. All right, man. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I'm excited about the uh, show this year. This Every Monday night at 6 o'clock here on WRIX 104.7 Electricity Blue Bluegrass. We're going to head to the official Track Chat Live after party over at El Taco. So if you want to come meet the Rocket and talk to him and – And Sheriff Taco, you come and join us over at Track.